Welcome to an African Millennial Podcast, where we come to learn, grow, and be inspired. And I'm your host, Vanessa Kimoro. Thank you for joining in and coming together to have real and authentic conversations on life, love, work, and everything in between. Let's get into it. So welcome, this is the first episode of season three um, and I've decided to do a live so that I can connect with you um, as opposed to just dishing out content um, and I'd love to just share whatever it is and just have conversations. Oh, thank you, Yvonne. <laughs> love the hair. <laughs> Hi, Michelle. How are you? Welcome. Yeah, so I'm doing round two, yes, um, in the matter of being honest and transparent. We did it yesterday, it was great, um, but I felt that I just wanted to put in a few tweaks here and there. Um, yeah, and this is a journey, so I'm walking with you guys um, as I get better at this. And this is the start of this new season. Uh, so one of the questions that was asked was, what can you expect from an African millennial this season? So basically, I have not changed. I'm still going to be authentic and transparent and have very real conversations. Some may be deep, <laughs> some may be very light, um, but I'm really keen on uh, having conversations that affect us, whether it's relationships life, career, work, business, uh, things that also align with my interests um, and see how that goes. Uh, another question uh, that was asked yesterday was, what do I do? It's so interesting. <laughs> like there's this podcast out there, but then it's like I have a pseudo life. I, I, I have an actual <laughs> day job or work. Uh, so I'm a consultant and I do leadership and leadership training and business consultancy uh, with specific interest on millennials and Gen Z. So I help people in the millennial generation grow into transformative leaders. And this is from work I've done through my research um, and going through leadership classes myself um, and it being an area of interest for me. I just love seeing someone transformed um, because I transform myself all the time as well. I'm a student of life uh, and I just like being able to share that knowledge and information with people around me. Hi, Mero. How are you? Thank you for joining in. Um, yeah, so I also do business consultancy. Um, and this uh, happened when I just get requests, t people telling me, Vanessa, you understand consult uh, millennials, so come and tell us. So, so I, I merged the leadership and business consulting, and that's under my company, Uweza Consulting. And Uweza is from the name Empower, um, because I, whatever it is I do, whatever business I choose to do, I want to be able to empower people around me. 
I even have another business that I called Wezamat, which used to do some trading, you know. But even in that, I say that as I'm doing that, I'd like um, people to be empowered. So that's what I do. Now you know. So the podcast for me is a platform for me to share inspiration. And that's through people's stories or whether my own story. Um, I'm pretty open about my story and um, sharing it just as a point of strength, but also it's a point of healing. I think when you talk about things, um, they leave you like they don't have power over you. Um, and that's a motto of life. Right. Hey, Meshua, I can see you. Thank you for joining in. Uh, yeah, so that's what I do. Please feel free to ask any questions. Mero, Mesho, Kevin, Yvonne, um, and whoever else is there. And another question was my workout regimen. So this is interesting. Um, so obviously with my lifestyle change, I became very particular about what I do, what I eat. Um, so one book that changed my life was The 5 a.m. Club. That was revolutionarily... Re what? What did I just say? Oh my gosh. I'm embarrassing myself. Embarrassing myself. So... Um, I I read that book by Robin Sharma and it talks about waking up at 5 a.m. and splitting it basically into 20-minute intervals. So the first interval is where you wake up, do a bit of workout. So for me, I would do sprinting within the compound or jump rope, something to just get my cardio flowing and my juices flowing. And then the next 20 minutes is for meditation or prayer, whatever works for you. So I take it as my time to do my Bible study or pray um, and just get centered. And then the other 20 minutes, I now read the book of the month. So like for this month, I'm reading Made in America by Sam Walton. He was the founder of Walmart and it's a really fantastic book. It's an old book. But the lessons in there for business are really interesting and they still resonate and make sense to date. Um, I tend to gravitate, gravitate towards entrepreneurial books and content and things like that because I'm learning from people who have been there before me. So, yeah, so that's what I do. That's my morning. Um, so before it used to be strict 5 a.m., but then I changed it. I was like, eh, life is not that serious. <laughs> So 5.36 is what I do so that uh, by 7, 7.30, I am in a good place. I'm centered. And it's just an amazing time when you have the morning to yourself. Like that's your me time. So like before all the stress and all the drama comes along, like you're able to just center yourself and be very clear about your day and the things you want to do. It's also a good time to be quiet or things that are bothering you or stressing you, you, you're able to pick them out in silence, you know? Um, yeah, so I would advise it to anyone. 
Like if you can, and it's hard. Like once you get past the first 20, 21 days of doing it, it's like that saying to make a habit stick, it's 21 days. Like if you literally, well, force yourself <laughs> or just push yourself to try it for 21 days, it will stick with you and you will feel the difference. Like when you actually stop it, you will actually feel how your body is yearning for that because you're so alive for the day, right? And you're so centered. You don't even have time for drama, like because you're so focused for your day, you know, the, the, the things you want to achieve, you're very clear. And even that time you've had time to think about things. So you don't have time to <laughs> be in things that don't make sense to you. Um, so I really advocate for it. So if you can get the book, get the 5am club. Amazing. Changed, changed my routine. And by nature, I'm not a routine person. I used to struggle with that. I don't think I ever learned how to be systematic. Probably if I was systematic in school, <laughs> I could have done more. <laughs> but um, I guess I'm learning now as an adult um, how much routine, even if you're a free bird like me, uh, works and helps you center your day. So, yeah. Any other questions, guys? Please share some good books you can recommend. I suck at identifying nonfiction books to read. Yeah. <laughs> and I I am not a nonfiction person. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, I'm not a fiction person, sorry. I'm more of, yeah. So uh, this one I'm reading right now is quite good. Made in America by Sam Walton. Last month, I read a fantastic book by Ray Dalio. Ray Dalio, he's an American uh, investor, philanthropist. He's the owner of one of the biggest hedge funds in the world. Um, and it's called Principles. It's a, quite a long book, um, but it was fantastic. Priceless in terms of just growing as a person. Principles you can apply in your life and even in work. Um, that was a really good book. Um, one of the books, my favorite book, obviously, is The Alchemist. I think that was the one that led me to quitting my job. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think that's, that's a, but that one is like a fiction book. Um, but yeah, that's quite something. I'll have to think, wish I had my tablet with me. I can go through all the books I've been reading. So what I try and do is read a book a month. Um, I know there are people who are super incredible and they can read a book a week, which is great. It works for them. <laughs> but for me, uh, to just manage my time better and be honest with myself and give myself really practical uh, time frames, I do a book a month and I spread it so every day at least I can read a bit here and there. Um, one of the lessons I've learned is you actually are able to achieve more when you do things a step at a time um, as opposed to like trying to crash everything together so now these times when when I have big projects um, or just something I need to overcome like especially um, my health journey I literally you take a day at a time yeah Any other questions? I'm going to continue answering questions like for yesterday. So I've talked about 
what I do, um, my workout routine, I've recommended two books um, for you to read. Um, hmm. Uh, my skin regimen. Uh, keep off sugar. <laughs> sugar is not your friend. Um, whenever I take sugar, like my skin just like morphs. Like now it, it's a bit better. Like last weekend I took um, some cake and the monstrosities that <laughs> appeared on my face, they were just hanging out. <laughs> they were hanging out on my face. Um... So for me, that is it. But one thing I learned that's actually good with clearing your skin is vitamin C. A lot of natural vitamin C. So I take lemon water, uh, which is good for you. Um, every morning before I take my breakfast. And then for breakfast, I take a smoothie every day. So it's, of course, it's combining fruits and vegetables and all the good stuff. Chia seeds, ginger, you know, all the things that are healthy for you. Um, and then if you really, really are in a place where you need, like, there's a lot going on with your skin, I would recommend grapefruit. I learned that secret when I was living, um, away and my face was like acting up and I was, I remember as in corporate, I used to spend obnoxious amounts of money on, on body products i'm just like oh my gosh so now when i was a student again uh in graduate school i was like i can't be spending <laughs> money on products so i googled and i was like okay so what is good for the skin so i got some grapefruit um and where i was it was rather affordable in, in Nairobi, it is a bit more pricey, but you don't need much because it's such a big fruit. So what I'd do, I'd buy like maybe three at a time because I eat them in halves every, uh, you know, per day. Um, but it's not a regular thing, but it's really good for the skin. Like you'll actually notice a difference. So that's one secret I, I learned. Grapefruit and lemon water. Drink it every day before... You, before you eat in the morning and before you sleep. Then there's another question. Hair. Hair, now I don't know what to tell you. It just grows. <laughs> like, I remember when I cut my hair because, you know, I was in a new <laughs> phase. I was starting a new chapter. I was going on a self-discovery journey and I'd never seen my hair my natural hair since I was six years old. I was like, what does my baby hair look like? Apart from that, um, I enjoyed the short hair because I could just enter the shower and have the water run over my head. In fact, I was talking about it with a cousin of mine today. Oh, it's the most amazing feeling. I was like, this is what men go through. Like, they really enjoy life like this. Like, the water just just goes through you don't have to think about it you know not this thing of shower cap you know drama edges all that um so i remember like now because i was on this natural hair journey i bought some expensive products oh they were a waste of time <laughs> and it's one of these known products you know it, it was not working on my hair so i just decided you know what as long as i can condition my hair and oil it so I use natural oils on my hair. So my favorite oil is olive oil. The one for cooking, by the way. Not anything. I buy the one for cooking. And I'll put it in my hair. 
that avocado oil amazing as well you can find the one for cooking because they're all in natural state and then a bit of coconut oil uh, before my hair never used to like coconut but these days it seems to um, and what else and castor oil castor oil is a secret oil uh, it's great for like growth and things like that and then in terms of uh, products I use for hair though I never that's the one thing of all the things I spend money on I never compromise on hair products I always go for really good products so for like a living conditioner I'll use design essentials which is really good um, yeah so just take care of your hair take care of it like a baby and it will be fine <laughs> And let it grow, like let it be, put it in braids, put it in lines, you know, don't overcomb it. Um, when you're going to bed, you know, tie it up in a nice whatever you can. I was never those chicks of like tying up my hair before I sleep because I was like, that's not my, that's not my thing. I never understood people who do, do that. I was like, I, I, mean, I don't want to wake up like that. Uh, uh, it's not myself. Till now it's not myself. So... I'm still figuring out how I can be able to, unless I just get a satin pillow. Um, but yeah, for now, I just try and wrap it in a really cool, funky way before I sleep. Even those things, those uh, those things that are like shower cups, what are they called? That people sleep with <laughs> to protect. I'm like, like, it's great, but it's not my push on. Not for now. I feel like, no. <laughs> I can't go to bed looking like that and be okay. It's just not me. I didn't grow. I never grew up. <laughs> grew up seeing my mom um, wear uh, head wraps. So for me, it's like a very foreign idea um, wearing head wraps to bed. I try best not to wear them. <laughs> um, uh, the next question: How do you find your purpose? Is there anyone here who's wondering that? How do you find your purpose? Hi, Nyasha. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Nyasha. Hi. From CT. So nice to see you. Oh, gosh. Hi. Hi, Cheryl. How are you? Hi, Carol. Hi, Anrita. Hey, Andrew. How are you? So... Hey Steph, how are you? <laughs> I know you also have a live soon. Thank you for joining in. Um, yeah, so I'm still answering some of the questions that were also asked. So one of the questions was, how do you find your purpose? So one, I was having a conversation about this uh, with one of my friends this week. And I mentioned to them that you have to be open to the experience because it's a journey. You have to be willing to take the risk to discover what is there for you. On the other side, there's always that thing um, that is, hey Richard, <laughs> that is calling you, but you have to be willing to cross over and take the risk. Um, I will say for me, when I, when I left my nine to five, I actually was like on that path because I was like, okay, you can have all these things, but why are you still feeling so empty? 
Um, and I was like, I want to go find my purpose. And the thing is, purpose is not something that is like a defined destination, but it's more of finding out uh, your calling or how you can be of service to the world. Purpose is something that is bigger than you. Um, it's never a selfish thing. Um, like this podcast, for example, is part of my purpose. It, I didn't choose the podcast. It chose me. Um, by nature, I'm a private person. Um, and now I'm having to put myself out there and getting comfortable with that. Um, you take it a step at a time. So the first thing I say, and this is what I do when I take people through my leadership program. Um, of how to identify your gift and use that in your work. Um, so first is self-awareness. So personality tests really do help to clarify you. And this could be something simple like the, the Myers-Briggs uh, personality test. I did mine and I did it years ago before I actually went on this path. And it said I'm, I'm an ENFJ. Um, and the best career for me would be one in teaching, consulting. And of course, at that time I was like me, a teacher. I remember what kind of student I was. I was like, you know, after an hour, you lose me. Like, don't, <laughs> don't try and keep me there. Um, and years later, teaching is what I'm doing. Like this talking is part of what I'm doing. It's part of my calling. What I share on my podcast is teaching. Um, what I train, when I train people, that's teaching. Um, so it could be something you think that is out of the blue. So sometimes they're an indicator of where you should be and we ignore them. And the next thing is to ask the people around you, um, who were, like, what were you most drawn to as a child? Where were your strengths? So, for example, for me, I went asking, uh, like, my parents, what was I good at as a child, right? Because I was not, like, my talents were not obvious, like, singing. You know, singing is not my portion. That one I knew. Um, <laughs> oh, Steph, you're an ENFP. Nice. Um, hey, William, thank you for joining in. Richard, Maureen, thank you for joining in. Um, and, you know, they said I was quite good at leadership, like, and, and they said it at different times, like they were not sitting together. And I was like, mm, that's interesting. Um, and I realized by nature, it's easy for me to organize groups of people together or to take the responsibility and be proactive about it and like knowing who would work well with who and putting two and two together um, and it's normally quite easy for me um, so also gravitating to those things that you're strong at um, is helpful um, and yeah so asking the people around you thinking back and then there are always those situations that you're called for so like um teaching, speaking. So I'm strong in communication. And I didn't, I didn't take it as anything like serious, to be honest. But when I look back, it always played a part. Because I remember in kindergarten, I used to do plays and I would be the lead actress. 
And then I went to a very strict uh, primary school. And so that kind of reduced. But I remember I used to conceptualize plays. Um, and the plays would have like cool music and everything. <laughs> and um, <laughs> William, you're laughing at me. <laughs> and uh, I, they got me into trouble sometimes. You know, you bring like, you know, cool CDs and maybe it's like not, suiting the environment <laughs> um, and then going into high school I gravitated towards public speaking and I was even uh, asked to be a narrator a narrator in one of the plays and it's not stuff I was looking for it just came but now when I think back at it and looking at the work I do now which is a lot of speaking it gravitated so looking back at the steps in your life um, ignore the decisions you've made just because um, you thought you were doing the right thing, like what society expects. Like have an honest conversation, like take yourself on a date <laughs> and have an honest conversation. Um, <laughs> Yvonne, name and shame these institutions, eh? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is Nairobi. You never know where you'll meet people. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, so look at, take yourself on a date and actually just think back on your life. The places you were strong, the places you gravitated to. And these are places that you gravitated to not because um, it was a must or because you thought it would earn you points, but just because you were naturally interested in them. Yeah, so look at that and you'll find that your calling is in that space. Like, Steph, I remember we were in school together and you were always so warm and you were always really great with kids. So I'm not surprised that you're going into pediatrics. I think you'd really thrive in that. So you just never know, right? Um, you just never know. So look back, ask those questions, ask the people who, you know, I'd, will be honest about you, you know, which is like your family, friends who you've known from way, way back. Um, and not as a way to, not as a way to, uh, just gain points or get ego boost, but to truly understand yourself and to truly understand where you're strong, Right. So those are some of the steps. But if you want to know more, like reach out to me and we can actually organize for a session for you to go through the process of self-discovery and identifying your purpose. I'm always here and ready to help. Right? <laughs> Another question. Um, at what's, what piece of advice would I give to millennials? Um, pursuing business or career so the first thing I would say is patience right <laughs> patience um, and that's something f even for me I've had to learn the hard way I'm not I, I'm, I'm historically I struggled with patience <laughs> you know I've grown like I've, I've really had to put in the work but it's not like my natural <laughs> disposition um and to take things a step at a time um i think a lot of the times we 
force ourselves to rush things um, or we have a certain end goal and we want to get there so quick uh, which is not necessarily the best way like when you actually take a step at a time you're able to think and what I'm realizing as I adult you need more time to actually strategize and think than the doing part you know the doing part will follow once you actually take time to reorganize and replan yourself right um, so patience, whether it's in your business or anyone who's in entrepreneurship, we all know that story. If you don't have patience, please don't become an entrepreneur. It's not, it's not for the faint hearted. It's romanticized a lot. <laughs> you know, they try and make it out. But let me tell you the first few years, yes, you'll compensate later in life. But the first few years of entrepreneurship, first, you don't even know what you're doing. You're figuring out what you're trying to do. <laughs> if what you're doing is even making sense or will even make money <laughs> and then now when you actually discover who your actual customer is eh? then you have fluctuations and you need to identify you need to understand the industry the market there's so much it's like learning to walk it's like babies learning to walk you know taking a step at a time yeah so it's not for the faint-hearted it requires patience and to never give up. Like, I think it has to be something that's very strong in you and passionate that you have to believe in what it is you're doing. If you don't believe in what it is you're doing and if you don't have a game plan, it's very easy to be swayed. How many times have I been, you know, I'm just looking and I'm like, eh, maybe I should just go back. You know, there are times where you're just like, hey, it will just be easier. I can make mistakes and still be paid. You know, when you're in entrepreneurship, you make a mistake. You don't have money. <laughs> so um, it's, a, it's a learning curve and you need to be patient with yourself. Um, and this, I got now to the second thing, which is being open-minded. Be open-minded to what you're going to learn along the way. You're not going to know everything. In fact, you'll know nothing. You will have an idea and you will think it's amazing until you try it, right? Um, and then when you actually get to start trying it, that's when you'll, you'll be like, whoa, okay, this is how the market is responding. This is, this is different, you know, um, and learning, being a very good <clears throat> listener and observer to know what people want, what's going on. Um, those would be my pieces of advice to any millennial in business or um, anyone in your career as well. In your career, you also need the patience because we need to grow. I remember when I first started out, I was so keen on like growing so that I can make money. It was about the cash. <laughs> Me was like, no, I have to, I have to wait to grow all these hoops. Now why? Why? But I know. <laughs> you know so even in career you need that patience um yeah any other questions hi Mwema I can see you joined thank you for joining in I'm answering questions I think I've answered most of the questions um that I was given <laughs> I 
Are there any other questions? This thing is so weird doing a live, especially by yourself. I guess when you're with someone else, it makes sense because it's a conversation. But now I feel like I'm I'm talking to myself. <laughs> it's a monologue. <laughs> so anyone else with questions? I'll almost finish the live. <laughs> Steph, thank you for staying in. Hey Rachel, I can see you. Oh Mwero, Mary asked a question. Why did you, why did I choose to go natural? Love your fro and currently transitioning hair-wise. <laughs> um, I just wanted my I just wanted to know what my hair was without a perm. That's it. Um, I felt like I was moving countries at that time, and I was not the area where I was going was predominantly uh, white. And I didn't. I thought it would be hard to like get someone to do my hair, so I decided to just chop it off and maintain. And also, I just, I think I was just going through that phase where I just wanted to be refreshed and just be easy, you know. And I just, yeah. And I was just curious to see how my hair would look without. The retouch and I felt like with a retouch my hair was boring <laughs> like it was straight you know and my I have cheekbones so sometimes when it's straight it's like it's boring <laughs> so I decided to change another question how does social media fit into your purpose Wow, that's an interesting question. Um, social media fits into my purpose because that's where the audience is. Um, and to be honest, I struggled with it in the beginning. Your ay ay because I'm one of those me. I'm a I'm a social media watcher. I'll watch, but I find it hard to constantly be wanting to share pictures and. You know, like there are places I can be and they're so beautiful, but I forget. I'm like so present in the moment <laughs> that I forget to share pictures. Then I leave and I'm like, maybe I should have taken a picture. <laughs> um, but your audience is on social media. So uh, to be able to reach out, you kind of had to grow in that way. So I've had to grow in that way. Um, and it's, it's nerve wracking. Um, so I remember like season two when I was sharing my health journey. That was very scary for me. Um, one thing, first, I wanted to own the narrative because Nairobi is small. So I didn't want to start doing this podcast and everything and be inauthentic and pretend like, oh, everything is perfect um, when I've had to overcome my own challenges. Um, and I wanted to own the story. I wanted it to come from me because um, you just don't know. <laughs> um, and second thing was I believed others would benefit from it. It would save other people 
the stress and it's funny enough that's what's happening um with my journey i'm actually having patients referred to me to share my story um so that has been powerful but it has been scary even just talking about other things in my life um whether it's friendships whether it's heartbreaks whether it, ah my gosh it's like you know but at the same time i don't want to also like drag people's names i want to respect people in that sense even if someone like hurt me i don't want to be nasty <laughs> and drag their name i don't see an 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 need for that um but yeah uh social media fits in because that's where the audience is and that's where they'll consume your message thank you for asking <laughs> is there any other question I'm almost ending the session now. It's been some time. <laughs> Thank you for joining in guys. I'm really really happy. This is different. This is this is different. This is weird and different, but yeah. All right. So, thank you so much and I'm excited for this new season um and what I'll be sharing. Um just I'll be asking a lot of questions um to just rattle up uh a few things um and conversations that we hear um about millennials, the misconceptions um and African ones. You know, Yes, millennials across the world have same sentiments, but I think as Africans, we also carry a lot of cultural things around us and expectations and just other pressures on top of just the new adulting we're doing. Well, adulting has always been there, but we're in a different generation with different expectations. So, it I I want to bring that to the forefront and that's why I just felt that there needed to be a platform for that. So thank you so much for staying in and tuning in.